Welcome to Creativity Podcast, where art and engineering collide. Today we're live streaming. It is July 13th, 2021, roughly 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. That's New York time and uh, much later than that in England, earlier than California and probably in the afternoon sometime in Hawaii if you're listening from there. So, uh, and, and you know, wherever else you are, it's certainly sometime, right? Right, Pat? Jeremy sure knows his time zones. I'm <laughs> I'm intrigued. I'm yeah. Well, I do. You know, this uh, actually I, I can tell you actually it's it is it is seven o'clock in Houston, um, one a.m. in London, that. and it is eight a.m. in, in Shenzhen, China. Is that today? So eight a.m. today? Or that yes, is or tomorrow. That that is tomorrow, according to my to my computer. We have so, we may have listeners in the future watching. We may have right listeners now. in the future. Yeah, but um but today, you know, we're gonna talk about, you know, kind of some of the stuff on our our agenda. We're gonna go over the current issues, which won't be particularly controversial, just maybe some of uh some stuff we've been up to. Um, you know, I took a trip, Pat's got an interesting espresso story, something about an F twenty two and hair dye. I you know, I don't know. I don't we'll know what that, that is. Um, do you know? Did you did I did I accidentally put that in there? Well, we'll we'll, we'll talk about that when you know the time comes. Um, Even I have go over to our current. We'll go over some current projects. I think we've got some stuff we're really excited about. And last of all, we're going to go over what we're watching and whether Pat's head has watched the head yet. So, you know, stay tuned for that. Well, I guess I guess one thing we should probably probably go and give, give a shout out to our patrons before we get into it because. You know, you never know what happens with live stream. So, kind of like when you, you know, you apply for a job and they say we you give me, you get two weeks of vacation and you say, can we take it now? That's kind of what we're doing here, which I've never done, by the way. But, but you know, go ahead and give give a shout out to our our patrons. We got a Michael Sizer, Raptor, creatively spelled, Christina Kearney, Stuart Morrow, and of course, Positive Waves. So that's you know, just want to give a shout out to our top five Patreons if um, we try to do that every show. And if you want to be one of our Patreons, you can do that. Where, where can you do that, Pat? I think I can. You can do that at, that. uh-oh, patreon.com slash thecreativitypodcast. That's correct. You got Is that, that correct? correct. And <sighs> that may be the first first time either of us have gotten it correct. So I always have trouble so. knowing which things to put the in front of. You know, if you want to call in, we're going to try to take callers kind of, um, you know, kind of rapid fire this time. Maybe just just see what's up. Um, and you can do that on, on YouTube. Um, I don't know that we have a, a link we could put up for that. I, well, I suppose if you're watching the, this. It's in the description, I believe. If you're watching this, it's in the description. So you just click on that and you can talk to us. No, before before we get into stuff we've kind of got planned, do we have a do we have a guest? We do. Let's uh, let's bring uh, 3D Weeb in. He is uh, he's a good friend of ours. He's uh, he designed a fantastic 3D printed uh, computer case that everybody should see. But I'm gonna let uh, let Toby in and see what happens. Do you think oh, look it's at working? that! We can we can see him. I can see 3D Weeb. We don't we don't know if he can hear us though. He's 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 um, I feel like you know on the radio they say oh, go ahead and turn off your radio. Or whatever, so he can probably hear us on delay. I'm, I'm guessing he'll. Yeah, he'll catch us on us. YouTube in about ten seconds. Hey guys, I'll, I'll tell you what. Tell you what, Toby. What we'd like you to do. We'll, we'll we'll be quiet, and you give us a little monologue of whatever you wanted to tell us, and we'll just 
hang up on you. Does that sound sound good to you, Pat? That's we... fine by me, Jeremy. Okay, so go ahead, go ahead, Toby. Tell us what. Tell the world what you have to say. Hey, I, I just want to thank both you and Pat. That uh, you know, I really appreciate what you guys are doing. Um, you know, Pat was uh, very generous in his uh, review of that uh, 3D printed uh, server, the server that I put out there, and. Uh, you know, both of you guys, you know, I, I just enjoy reading your stuff and watching what you guys are doing. It's uh, it's not only great entertainment, but it's uh, educational for me. I appreciate that, guys. Well, well, thank thank you so much, Toby. I, I um, it's really nice of you to call in, and really nice to hear to hear your kind words. That's that's really awesome. So it you is. know, it's awesome. And we we follow you on Twitter, of course, is what three D three D we be and um. Seems like he's always got some cool, cool stuff to say. So. We'll put a link to Toby in the description, of course. Yeah. So, so thanks so much, Toby, and hope you have a great, great Tuesday night. So. I, I tell everybody that Toby's 3D printed NAS case is a work of art, and it's not an exaggeration. It is a beautiful piece of machinery. Everybody should check it out. So current issues on the agenda. What do you, what do you want to talk about today? Well, Pat, I heard wanna... you were going to tell us about your, uh, you took a recent uh, trip to somewhere, and I don't want to give any details away, and I... Yeah, yeah, I, I did actually. We went to um, went to Glacier National Park, which was which was quite quite amazing. Um, it's interesting because they were saying that basically it's even though it's called Glacier National Park, it's more like it's glacier glacier affected national park because you can kind of see with the mountains and stuff how you know the glacier when it was I guess when it was forming or melting, the glaciers basically formed the uh, mountains and stuff there. And, and when the glacier of, went through. Right, when the glacier ago. went through, and you can kind of see how it's kind of, it's almost shaped like a bowl. It, it's something that, something that you wouldn't see unless it's pointed out to you. But then once some something's like, hey, that's what it is, then, then you're like, oh, that that makes um, makes a lot of sense actually. And you can't stop so, seeing it. It's just yeah, yeah, exactly. So did you um, you ever been to uh to, to there? Never Pat, by any chance. Never. I'm sure, you guys have never. Uh, you were quite so tall either. <laughs> the mountains everywhere the, I've gone are just hills. You stay in the flatlands for the most part because you're from uh, New Jersey originally. No! Oh, Correct? you can't say that. That's terrible. That's offensive, Jeremy. Oh, I'm sorry from, to uh, say. You know, there's a map on the internet that I just saw a couple of weeks ago, and it it ha it's all the 50 states, and each state is labeled with which state they hate the most. Okay. And New York and Pennsylvania both hate New Jersey for some reason. Oh, that's Whatever what you're reason. from Pennsylvania. Of course, you're from Scranton. Same as, uh, same as the office and Joe Biden. From from what we discussed from uh, from DIY Perks, Matthew Perks, right? <laughs> yes, both of these are true. All three of these things are true, Jeremy. Yeah, it was, it was funny because because when he told when he told Matthew that he said, he, you know, it's from the office, and he thought you were referring to um, to the Joe office Biden, of the you know, office of the president, which which isn't something we usually say here, but. You know, you wouldn't, you know, just say the president usually, but that was, you know, I thought that was interesting, I guess. Back to my trip, though. I, so I just wanted to show a couple of photos. You know, if you're listening on the, if you're listening, I guess you won't see these. But so I visited, I visited the Canada, Canadian border, but uh, we, we couldn't go in there because apparently they're still, they're still locked down from COVID. And apparently that's like, I don't know if it's a, I don't think it's a busy um, port of entry normally, but it was like, we were there for say 10 minutes and we did not see one car go through. It was, uh, 
it was interesting. I, I did step a few feet on the other side of the boundary, though. So you can't you know, say no, that in um, public. You're gonna get. Uh, they're gonna come after you, Jeremy. Yeah. The, well, I think um, the Mounties. <laughs> the Mounties. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, actually, I think Michael Sizer is from Canada, so hopefully, uh, hopefully, he won't uh, turn us in. I guess. But you know, if you are from Canada and watching, don't don't turn me in. I, I may have stepped. My uh, my diseased American feet may have stepped, have may have reached onto your uh, your lands. Uh, so this is somebody, somebody or something that walked out on an iceberg on this place called Iceberg Lake. There's a glacier there, and and uh, just walking around the glacier, and he he jumped in. My <laughs> goodness. Yeah. How cold so, is that but, water, Jeremy? It was it was pretty cold. At least that's what that that person told me. So. <laughs> so but the, the funny thing was, it was during a heat wave. So it was like 100 degrees out, even though there was snow on the ground. And um, anyway, it was it was just a really beautiful trip. So if, if any of you guys get a chance to go to, to uh, Glacier, I'd, I would highly recommend it. The important question is, is did you have a good time? I, I did have a great, I had a great time. So got to see, um, went there with, with my wife and saw my friend Sean, his wife as well. So that was, uh, that was great. And you know, he was able to kind of, he'd been there several times. He was able to kind of show us around and show us, show us what's up there. So it was, uh, it was pretty nice. My understanding is that you have a bit of an espresso story. Well, I kind of do. I have a, I have a machining story. I turned something on a lathe for the first time. Like a, a, a metal lathe or a wood on a, lathe? a metal lathe. Yeah. A small one. My friend Alex bought a, a mini lathe from China. Is this They're, this is from Harbor Freight, the uh, no, red. the Harbor Freight one's the seven inch, and it's the same as the ones you get from China. This is an eight inch, and that doesn't sound like a big deal, right? It's just an inch bigger. Who cares? But it's quite a bit different. The all the gears in the the Harbor Freight one are plastic in the seven inch, and all the gears in the eight inch are metal, and it has a real electronic speed controller and brushless motors and it's a it's a it's a good upgrade it's it costs about two and a half times more than the seven inch but it's quite a bit more machine okay but alex had a piece of yeah he had a bar of aluminum and i did this i i faced the front and i uh forget what you call this I'm, you can tell i'm a professional machinist i yeah, accidentally i should, I should really got, know I accidentally turned the tool inward instead of outward there. I got a little ring down there by mistake, but. Wow, that looks pretty good. I, I've, I've worked with the metal lead a decent amount enough to, uh, enough to turn some really, uh, really poor parts, <laughs> but you know, um, actually I wish I had it here. I, I've got a, um, a knight and a rook that I made. I turned in on steel. Oh, had it black cool. oxided. How so do you get I was, the. Did they have the cuts in the top of the, the rook, like for the castle shape? The, the did you? Well, yeah, I, I made the whole thing when I was um, when I was in college. I worked as a, a co-op, you know, kind of like an intern, I guess. And they basically gave me gave me the run of the machine shop. So I I turned turned it down and um, you know put the cuts on the top and stuff, and it looks pretty great. I mean, the the question people would ask me is like, oh, well, are you going to make the rest of the the chest set? And I I always said no. It was never my never my intention, but you know, yeah, and a lot of the other, it, several of the other pieces aren't exactly round either. It's yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, and it's it's you know the the knight and the um, the rook. You can make it, I guess, either purely circular or purely angular. Okay. Whereas like with a with a queen or a, I mean you know the the, yeah. the horse like is a of rook course, and a but, bishop. I would have thought. Yeah, but I guess the, he's got the the thing about the bishop is you've got the got the kind of the arc. You know, uh, you wouldn't have to do it that way, but oh, I've got that, you. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> with the with the knight, basically, I just made everything everything square, so I didn't have to use a CNC or any sort of uh, real artistic t- talent. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and you know, as soon as when I I got this home, I took a picture and put it on Twitter. Two minutes later, my friend Voxel on Twitter said, "Oh, did you make a tamper for your espresso machine?" And I said, "No, but that would have been a fantastic." Thing to turn this isn't big enough this is a two inch uh diameter bar but as soon as voxel said that i got on the amazon and i ordered an eight inch bar and we turned down this espresso tamper it's 58 they're usually 58 millimeters we didn't measure it i just brought the portafilter and we kept fitting we kept you know trying it until it fit it came out to 58.6 millimeters. Hmm. I put a little uh, tapped hole in the top so I could put a, you know, a handle up on top here. Okay. Kind of so wishing 58. I didn't because this is a, a fine tamper just on its own. This Now, we had this little piece of stock in the, in the lathe, Jeremy, and we did not have a, this is another thing I should know the name of, the, the tool that you use to cut a piece off. You know, that you run in from the, the... I think it's called a cutting... What is that called? Cut off? I think it's just called a cutoff tool, to be honest. I would believe that. But the one we had, it's not nearly deep enough to reach into mm. a... We couldn't cut it off. So we we had this... I turned it around. I said, well, like, what are we going to do? Just take it all off? And my friend Alex said, well, why don't you let me try doing something creative up here? So he turned it down a little too far and put these little grooves in it. And then we hit it with a an orbital sander to put a texture on the parts you actually touch. And it's actually pretty cool, just like this. I wish it didn't have the hole in it now. Nice. So I might have well, to yeah, do this I guess again. I, I wouldn't have thought to I wouldn't have thought to put the uh, use the orbital sander like that, but that's a yeah, that's an I'm, interesting technique. He's been using it on a flat aluminum that he's been putting in the CNC and it makes a nice it's very smooth, but it has a you're never going to see it, I don't think, on the stream. But it just looks like a... Not exactly a brushed aluminum. I bet there's a term, but I'm very happy with it. I might have so to that's interesting. So basically, you just put... This is a flat surface. You put an orbital sander on it. It's on, a, on aluminum. And you get a nice kind of a textured finish, I guess? Yep, it's textured, but you can't feel it. It feels just as smooth almost as the the side that we surfaced over here. Hmm. I'll uh, I'll, man, I'll have to keep that. I'll have to remember that for for future. I'll use. take a good. Pa- I'll get, have to, I'll ask him what grit of sandpaper he has on there. It's probably pretty fine. I guess my thought is that it would be like uh, scratching nails on a chalkboard or something. You know, actually the process. But is it? Yeah, I didn't hear. Is uh, it the annoying? only thing you could hear is the sander. <laughs> okay. It sounds the same nice. as anything else. Yeah, I'm excited. I kind of wish I had a mini lathe. It'll turn steel. He's played with that a little bit. I should probably should have bought steel, but I thought it was safer 
to machine aluminum for my first attempt at something. Yeah, I, like I agree that. with that. Or, you know, I guess you could put wood in there, but I think that's kind of a no-no according to some machinists. Yeah, but. I've been thinking about take. Well, and I don't know how where you would put. You know, the tool, the the chisels and stuff. I don't know what you'd rest those on. To I want to turn well, a, a hardwood handle for this, and I'm gonna do don't that even, over at the makerspace. They have a couple of wood lathes, so I might get some help. Right. And yeah, if you got a wood lathe, then just use that. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> that's what. Um, I think. But I might just have fun. I thought I might print like a Darth Vader head on the 3D printer a little screw in the bottom of them and have well, so you seen that's my, your... my current cnc project up here jeremy uh no i haven't i'm, I'm kind of pointing oh, to oh. Him right here he's out of the, focus the bend, though if i the bender head the bender head yeah i was wondering about that i was that that was cut out on a cnc it was that's hardboard and then i spray painted it oh okay so you could do that on a laser or something too if you if you so desired Absolutely. There's been a fantastic thing floating around Reddit where a guy 3D printed. It's the front of Homer Simpson's face. Just the eyes and the mouth. There's no head. Yeah. And it looks just like it's the same style as this to hang on the wall. You just see the wall through it. And I saw that and I said, I could do that bigger. Why don't I try to do that bigger? It'd be a good thing to try using this hardboard for. Nice. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I guess that's something we've been... Um... I don't know if you, I guess, yeah, I guess you and I were talking about it, you know, kind of on uh, some comments or something, just how excellent a material hardboard is or hardy yeah. board, I think it's sometimes called or, yeah, or masonite masonite. So, so yeah, if you, uh, if you get a chance to get that at Home Depot or Lowe's or wherever your preferred, uh, you know, true value or uh, Kmart, yeah. if they still have that or, or they, I hear they do still have Kmart somewhere. We've learned that yeah. recently. Yeah. But Maybe the four. hardboard's only about four four fifty a sheet for two two feet by four feet. It's so cheap. Okay. What was it? Was it about twenty five cents? You know, a couple months ago. I don't know if it's gone up like wood has. That's a that's something I'm curious about now. Yeah. I, I don't have know. you been was... following the wood prices? Well, I haven't, but I talked to somebody. I actually was talking to uh, Pocket eighty three the other day, and he said he said he went to he said something that it was like nine dollars for a two by four or something. He's like. He's like, and he said something about some, you know, some fairly high quality, uh, like plywood or something he wanted to get. And he said it was like a hundred dollars for a oh sheet of it. God. He's like, he's like, so I just, he's like, I just couldn't do that. So I don't blame him. So yeah, who, a friend of mine knows? told me we have to get together and finally build a real table for my CNC. And I said, well, we can't do that. Wood costs six times more than it did when we originally planned to do this. Why don't we just, I've been getting by Anyway, what? I'll just leave it yeah, on the folding can... table until wood's back down to normal. Yeah, I mean, I've never again. thought of, I've never thought of you as the kind of person that you know shows off or you know does conspicuous consumption, as as they might say. So you know, building something out of wood is, you know, just just ridiculous these days. <laughs> yeah, I was um, almost going to look at the prices of uh, aluminum extrusions instead of wood. I thought it might be cheaper to build a table. Uh, you, you never know. I mean, I do. I do like that stuff. Well, uh, well, Pat, I, I guess you, I don't want to interrupt your story about your es espresso story, but oh no! Well, I already um, interrupted it with this uh, CNC, and you'd do a better job on your laser than I did because this is all fuzzy on the edges. I have to. Oh, well, thank I did not sand I, it or I, I do it love, looks terrible. I do love my laser. I'll, I'll say that. I've heard this about so, you. Hey, so so on our notes here, we've got something written down. It says. F22 resupply and hair dye. 
Do you have any th any idea what that has, what that's all about? I have absolutely no clue, Jeremy. Okay. Well, my suspicion about F twenty two is that maybe there was some drone refueling, so maybe that has something to do with it, or I don't know. They really need airplanes, so I'll just I'll just say that. Maybe, maybe we'll move on about the hair dye until until later. Later. How's that sound, Pat? Sure. Because I don't know. I don't even know what we're talking about. Well, you know, sometimes you get into a Google, Google document and you're like, oh, Pat put that or I put that. And then who really knows? Who really knows what what happened? Oh, we might have to check the history and find out who pasted this in. Well, Pat, I, we're going to talk about our current projects in just a minute. But um, I hear you have Rex Rex's book. From, I uh, do. From I do. And I'm going to do a better job. It's uh, Everyday Woodworking. Have you seen this yet, Jeremy? You know, I ha I don't have the book. I but I, it looks, the cover looks great. I mean, when I, I've been telling everybody, I don't know if this is quite true, but I've been telling everybody that while we had Rex on the show, I went to Amazon and pre-ordered the book while he was on the air. I don't know if that's true. You're going to laugh at me, Jeremy, because I don't buy a lot of books. So this, fine. I might seem stupid, but I was amazed. Everything. Every page in this book, just about, has a full color photograph, like actual. Wow, that that is amazing. Because when he was on the show, he said that he does all his photography himself. It's true, and that's a lot of and, work to to take all these pictures. And it's, but, his or somebody else's hands is in there too. So, so that means he had to set it up and put in some sort of timer too. So. Yeah. Well, they might be they might be stills out of videos, too. Oh, that's a that's a good point. But, that's a good. That's a good point. It's I don't know about you, but I remember when it was exciting video. when there was one or two pages in a book with color. You know, colored diagrams or photos. But I'm absolutely amazed that you could have an entire book with color photos on almost every page today. Yeah. Well, I, well, I don't know though, Pat. When's when's the last time you bought a book? Anyway, has it been? Has it been? Jeremy, we're talking. About, I bought or? this one. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good point. <laughs> So you've you bought a book within the last month or so, or or whenever we had Rex on. But before that, it's been years. It's been a long time. I I everything I do is electronic anymore. No, I mean I agree. I I don't. I I read I read a decent amount, I guess, and I don't. I don't know. I, I read a medium amount, but I really would much rather buy it on you know for Kindle or for my my iPad, so I can just have it with me and read it wherever. It's it's so much so much more convenient. In my in my opinion, but it's uh nice of you to buy the physical book. That's that's being uh oh you're welcome, Jeremy. You know. It's no problem. But yeah, that's cool. That was nice of him to come on the show. To to be honest, so that yeah. was he does a good job. He's got a great channel. He's a very nice guy. Jeremy, did you see the video where he reviewed his people in his community that made his projects? Did you see the video where he reviewed the projects? I don't think I saw that one. Oh, was that, he's uh, so nice. It's just 20 minutes of Rex just saying very nice things about everybody's projects. It's just so, so sweet. It's so nice. So did you see the video of that guy that made his projects reviewing his video of him reviewing him reviewing the projects? Wait a minute. No. What? I don't, I don't think that, I don't think that actually <laughs> happened, but you know, can, I would watch can you imagine that. Like the guy, the guy goes back and he's like, "Well, Rex, Rex, you do my project, so I'm going to do a review of his review." The review of, of Rex's my, of my review project. of my review. 
of his project. And then maybe he could, maybe Rex could go back and do a review of his review and it'd just be a, and you, you have know. to have that spinning top, right? So you know if you're inceptioned or not. Yeah, exactly. And somehow the videos would start going faster. Did you did you understand that movie, Pat? I mean, Inception? Yeah, I want to tell you that I did, that I think I did. But I don't, you know, it's been, what, 15 years probably since I saw it. So I don't, I don't want to speak with authority and say that I really remember what was going on. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm asking you. What are, what are you watching these days? Well, I'm going to tell you what I accidentally was watching. Okay, and why don't you tell us the platform too? So if people want to watch it, they could. Oh, that's they could watch smart. it if they want to. Well, I already know what you're watching, Jeremy. I don't want to interrupt you. Our friend Kenny from Cloudfree is uh, waiting to join. Should we sneak him in? Yeah, let's uh, let's sneak him in. I mean, maybe maybe we can ask him what he's watching. Before Ooh, he tells us this update. Yeah. Hey, Kenny, is that you? Hey, what's going on? <laughs> Not much. Man, you look, you're, uh, looks like you got a great camera, so you look better than us. So that's oh, great. yeah. I was able to snag this at Sam's Club because for the longest time, trying to do online classes, you couldn't find webcams anywhere. They were all out of stock. I, I was able to snag this off of Sam's Club, and it, it works pretty well. Logitech. Nice. Uh, 900 something, I think. Yep. Nice. Those, yeah top-of-the-line webcam yeah well tell you what we'll uh well first of all what what are you uh what are you watching these days we were just just talking about that a little bit have you seen anything cool mm. lately to be honest i can't say that i ha i have um i don't watch you're putting them on the spot jeremy yeah i know i don't okay. watch a whole lot um like i mean the probably the last tv show i i watched all the way through was um was seinfeld I figured oh, really? there's plenty of plenty of references to all kinds of stuff, so I figured I had to go through the whole thing, and it was it was enjoyable. I really liked it. Nice. Well, that's that's cool because I guess that's wow. That's that's kind of crazy to think about how long ago that was because I was in. I remember it. I remember the show ending when I was in high school. Yeah, <laughs> it's before my time. Yeah, <laughs> but like like you you watch it and then like well you probably you probably appreciate it more because there's so many people that are. Like the guy from Breaking Bad is is like a tiny character, and um, you know, Deborah Messing. There's just so many people that became fairly famous later. Oh yeah, you know, De Deborah Messing became famous and had a TV show, and it's been off the air for 20 years already. Jeremy. <laughs> oh yeah, so he doesn't. He doesn't. So that was. Be so there's people that have become famous, and they it were still before your time from the show, and they disappeared. It's but, been a little while, I guess. Unfortunately, but Walter White, Breaking Bad wasn't before your time, no, though, right? I don't think I was, so. Okay, no, and he was a dentist right. on Seinfeld, Jeremy. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's good. Uh, good memory, I guess. Thank you. Um, but uh, so so Kenny, we we wanted to have you. Know, we're glad you called, but I think what we wanted to know was how's your business going with uh, Cloud Free? Not bad at all. So I know last time we talked, there Pat's got one. I remember shipping his I out. Do. These are awesome. Yeah, I'm glad you like them. So uh, last time we talked, I've been out of stock for a long time. Just um, being busy with school, not being able to coordinate things with, with the factory like I wanted to. But they finally came in about a month ago, and they're they're um, over half gone already. So it's, it's going really that, well, to amazing. say the least. 
That's awesome, man. Well, I think it's a fantastic product. And Pat, what do you think about the new um, the new product? What do you oh, what are your thoughts on that? It's definitely worth four dollars more, Jeremy, for sure. I'm... Yeah, I I, t I told Kenny that you might be pl plugging his product. Oh, plugging that's a plug. fun, Jeremy. Yeah, I like Good it. Job. That was clever. That's fantastic. Thanks. I'm it excited kind, that you can fit terrible. two of these in the power outlet at the same time. Yes, that that's was a, that was annoying with the little puck size. Yeah, this is a, that's a really nice feature. And I've just been power metering everything. I've been curious how much. I learned that my espresso machine uses about a half a kilowatt hour every day. That's, that doesn't sound terrible, is it? It's not that terrible, no. That's and probably, it doesn't, what, five cents? It, yeah, something like that, about a nickel a day. Yeah. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's always good to know. And nice. I'm planning on using the power meter to trigger some of my automation because I that the power meter will let me infer when I've made coffee because the, the machine heats up more often while you're making coffee. Right. So I can make sure it shuts off after I haven't made another coffee in like an hour. Very nice. I've used uh, power metering with the washing machine. So when it starts pulling, stops pulling power, it can tell you it's done. Um, and then the deep fryer. So I, uh, we've got a deep fryer that we have plugged into a smart plug. And so if we were coming home from somewhere, we, there's a fried chicken restaurant in town. It's the only one in town. Um, and uh, so if we wanted to get some chicken from there and pull some fries out of the freezer, we can start the deep fryer while we're away. And then once we get home and it's done heated up and it turns off, then it's it can send a notification saying you're ready to drop the fries and and you're good to go. That's awesome. Wait, wait, wait. you go to Penn? No, not Penn State. Uh, Purdue, Purdue yeah. right? And you're saying there's only one fried chicken restaurant in, uh, in no, Purdue? No, 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 no. I live in a a little town of about 130 people, uh, two hours south of Purdue. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it's the summer. Uh, what am I? What am hey, I? Yeah, you're right. About? Well, that that's that's interesting because you know. You know, I knew your thing had uh, power metering and stuff, and obviously that's good for figuring out how much your appliances take. But I guess I'd never really thought about timing. You know, trying to to infer what your devices are doing. That's that really opens up a whole new world. I mean, that's maybe even more useful than than the obvious use for it. Yeah. yeah. One of the things I know, people, not necessarily with your smart plug, but there's an app for my electric unicycle that will tell you charge levels and the app can control certain smart plugs The lithium ion batteries last longer if you only charge them up to about 80 percent instead of 100 percent okay yeah. but the wheels aren't smart enough to do that so you plug the smart outlet you plug it into the smart outlet and then when the app sees that your wheel has charged 80 percent it'll shut the shut the plug off i think that's ah, interesting. okay that is interesting yeah an electric unicycle huh electric it's like a you know the I'm sure you've seen a one wheel. Yeah, you got. Yeah. I mean, I I don't think I could pull it off. I'd have to imagine it requires an awful lot of balance. Yeah. Well, the one wheel's not too bad, but this is different. The one wheel you ride like a skateboard or a snowboard. The unicycle you ride like skiing. Mm. You put the wheels in between your feet, and you're on two pedals. Oh, okay. Huh. But the unicycles have more range, and they're more powerful, and they go faster. Mine's a slow one. It'll only do about 28 miles an hour. But that's I have good. a friend that has one that'll do almost forty. Wow! And that's terrifying. That's, I don't. <laughs> uh, I don't ever sounds, want to do that. I can imagine. That sounds. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a good idea, Pat. But no. But 
but good good for you i guess <laughs> i mean i can get close to 30 maybe if i'm going downhill on a bicycle and pedaling really yep. hard but and that's fast yep, enough i don't, I don't... <laughs> the, the fastest i've gone is about 26 the app tells me i try not to go i have a i have the speed alarm set at around 20 because i don't wear enough protection to to be happy about falling at you know 30 miles an hour that would be i would not i have you want a full face helmet you want that chin guard because you're probably going to fall forward and there's a good chance you'll land right on your face yeah but yeah i don't yeah. i i need knees and elbows and you know i don't have i don't wear all that it's too hot to wear all that stuff here oh i'm sure so i'd rather just not go faster i'm gonna keep it slow and cruising speed yeah yeah that's good it it in my younger days, I've I went over the handlebars of my bike a decent amount, <laughs> mountain biking and such. And man, that was. I remember scraping up my chin and having to go to the go to the hospital and get stitches. Oh, no. and that was not fun. Anyway, that's hopefully my mom's not listening. <laughs> like, I think she know, actually I think she knows about that. So, you know, <laughs> um, hey hey. So Kenny, another, another thing we wanted to ask you though about your your products. Now I understand. You can get, I guess, like I guess an associate of yours, affiliate in, in England. They have a, I guess, kind of a, same sort of plugs, same sort of UK-based plugs. Yeah, so different countries use different plug standards. So there is a guy, there's a podcast, a self-hosted podcast um, that the Jupiter Broadcasting guys do. And I met um, Adam Alport on um, their Discord channel. And we talked some, and um, eventually he messaged me and said, hey, I, I think I really want to start my own kind of cloud-free over here because I can't, you know, trying to ship from my house to other countries is either really expensive or really slow. And so him being there is makes a lot more sense than me trying to do something like that. And so he started it up. He ordered all his plugs, and they are now available for, um, for nine pounds. You can get the UK, the store is called Local Bites. Um, you can get his okay. Tasmoda plug. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah, I, I saw a link to it on your website, and I was like, wait a second, is it is it cloud-free or is it... So it's not it's not officially... Is it cloud-free or is it not? It's it's just kind of... The, it's not cloud-free branded, no. But it, it does run okay. Tasmoda, so I'm sure it's, it is cloud-free. It's just not... Right. It's not my brand. It's his. Trademark, right? No, it's no, not trademark cloud-free. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Well, that was that was nice of you to help him out. I, I guess that that kind of made me think about something. You know what what you did with having the firmware put on there and everything. It seems you know, to me and probably probably Pat. You know, and probably most people listening that wow, that's a really complicated thing. But if you were to do something like that again, do you think it'd be how much easier it would be if you had to do you know, say some sort of other product like that, would it be, would it be really easy or would it be still pretty hard? Or it's not really you, hard you once you get started. I mean, getting over the first few hurdles is kind of tough. Figuring out, doing international, you know, buying internationally from factories and, and dealing with that is a mess in and of itself. And then tackling, you know, getting the firmware to work right. You definitely don't want to order a thousand plugs and have the firmware have with some bugs in it that that would be that would get kind of ugly really quick so well, you've solved absolutely. half the problem just by finding a factory that yeah you can try that you at this point have some trust in 
Definitely. That's that's huge because in most factories, now I say factories, on Alibaba, when you search suppliers, some places claim to be factories, but they're really kind of middlemen resellers. And so when you go through there, all the different smart plug models that are available, there aren't very many people who are willing to flash firmware at all for you. So finding a place that I could trust that did good work was definitely uh, a big step. That's awesome. So you feel like you have a bit of a relationship with them now and you, you know, you can, or maybe you use a different company. I don't, I don't even know. No. Yeah. I definitely trust them. And, um, I'm actually looking into possibly some, I'm right now working to, uh, with a e e-commerce fulfillment, like warehousing kind of thing in Europe possibly. And I'm hoping to get a Europe plug eventually here. Once I figure awesome. out their taxation rules and the, mm. the shipping logistics of it all. Oh, so I guess I didn't, for some reason I was assuming that the UK plug was the same as the, the uh, Euro plug, but that's not, that's not the case. No, they, they are different. Okay. Um, I think okay. Ireland, Ireland is obviously a separate country, but they use the European style plug. But the UK has their own little standard, I guess. Oh man, that's that's well. And then Ireland, the island is half of it's English, right? And half of it's yeah. So I, don't, I guess Northern I don't Ireland know. would use the UK plug standard. Then I don't know. I Good I don't gravy. know. That sounds. I have to imagine it gets. That sounds like a quick. bit of a bit of a mess. Yeah. <laughs> you you know what's uh, interesting? I noticed about your new plugs. They have two 20 volt specs listed on the back too. Well, I guess it's not that surprising because a lot of electronics work on 110 or 220. Yeah. I mean, I know this, I know I'm aware this is not a 220 style outlet. Sure. You're, you're right about that. Um, so actually I have been, re uh, people have reached out before. There was a company in India who decided that Tasmoda plugs was something that they could integrate into their product. And so they actually ordered some US plugs, which don't work. You know, they have a 220 volt, 50 hertz system, I think, and a different kind of plug standard here. Um, but they can buy adapters, I'm sure. And mm -hmm. But yes, they do work with 220 volts, so they can just plug it into some kind of adapter and roll with it over there to, 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 to kind of test things out for them. Well, that's awesome. Well, look, we, uh, you know, I, I appreciate my plug and I, I know no Pat does too. It's so annoying to me that the other way of doing it, trying to phone home and everything. And just, it's just great that you're doing this. We, we really, we really appreciate it and glad, uh, glad you're able to, you know, make money at it too. And, and it, it's fantastic that's, that's that awesome. even with Tasmoda, you don't need to make use of the power meter in here. You don't need something like home assistant. You can just bring up the web interface and you could see, so if you needed to use this as a kilowatt meter somewhere you can't see the meter, you can just plug this in and check it on your phone. Yeah. Wherever you are. That's awesome. The possibilities are endless, right? Yep. Possibilities and are endless. I'm excited about something that I learned just a couple of weeks ago, Kenny. Am I right that your store is carrying the new uh, Pi KVM hat? This is true, yes. Oh, I'm um, so excited. Yes, so the Pi KVM... Unfortunately, plans kind of fell through. I mean, we're still carrying the oh, Pi no. KVM, don't get me wrong. But this first batch that was going to be shipped, 
I guess the um, so the developer of the Pi KVM is in Russia, and he's had a heck of a time dealing with the different laws and regulations and bureaucracy. I guess that Russia has. So the first shipment he sent over to me, I paid him. He sent me a DHL tracking number and everything, and then it sat in Russian customs for over two weeks, and it ended up getting returned to him because they wouldn't allow it through Ugh. because of, I don't know, some kind of rule they have, I guess. Luckily, he does have another batch rolling in China that he's hoping will be out in September. So, fingers crossed. It's still on its way. That's and, awesome. And what is, what is the Pi KVM for those like me that may not know what you're, you're doing a good about. job jeremy because i was about to i was thinking the same thing that we should uh, tell you what that is a kvm is a keyboard usually it's a kvm switch you call them it's like a four port or eight port device with you plug one a keyboard mouse and monitor into one end and then you plug four or more usually computers usually servers into the kvm and you hit a button to switch oh okay so it's basically like a Keyboard that you can use on multiple computers as, as you need. Norm, normally, but what the Pi KVM is, it's a step further. It's an IP KVM. So you open up a oh. web page and you can access the computer that the Pi KVM is plugged into over the network. So you could be in a okay. totally different room. A to or if you're using it, I have, okay. a, I have a VPN loaded on mine. So you can I can plug it in anywhere and it just phones home and I can, you know remotely control a computer and compared to anywhere. being remote desktoped into something you have complete control over the whole machine so you could reinstall the operating system change BIOS settings oh, boot off yeah, of a flash yeah, okay. drive or a cd-rom or i mean you can you have full remote control yep and it's a virtual cd-rom on the pi so you can transfer an iso image to the pi and tell it put this fake iso in the fake cd drive and reboot wow. the server. And the hat, the, the this is really cool, ends, it seems. can replace your power button and reset button in your computer. So you can actually power off and on the machine. That's awesome. It's a really impressive so, project, yep. for sure. And it's cool for us home server guys, because usually if you're going to get this stuff built into a motherboard, you have to buy an expensive server-grade motherboard that's probably less powerful than the desktop-grade stuff. And then when you upgrade it later, you throw it away. You throw, you know, you get rid of, you know, those interesting parts. But if you just buy a Pi KVM once, that's it. You can keep that. Every time you upgrade the machine, you can just put, you know, plug the Pi KVM into it. So you're not wasting that expensive piece every time you upgrade. Well, that's that's really cool. You, you know, we really uh, really appreciate you calling in, Kenny. Um, you know, anything else you want to tell us about while you're here? Or you uh, probably talk about a few other things. Oh yeah, I understand. Not that I can think of. I just really appreciate everyone's support, and I'm, I'm happy to keep on rolling and see what else the future brings. You're doing a good yeah, job, Kenny. It's fantastic. We're looking, we're looking forward to Thank it. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. So, all right. Take it easy. We'll talk to you soon, Kenny. All right. Sounds good. Got to, got to figure out how to hang. Out. Okay, there oh, we go. He did it. So, he uh, did. It. I was about to click it, and I was like, "Wow, it just disappeared." So, so Pat, do you want to? Do you want to hear about my uh, my story about the future war? Do yes. we have time for that still? Yes, the F twenty two. Okay. So uh, so yeah so so anyway, spoilers if you're gonna watch it. 
So is that okay, Pat? Yeah. You said Can it I tell bad. you something before you start the story? That's sure. very related. One of the services, it might have, I think it was Amazon, told me I should watch this new Bruce Willis sci-fi movie. And, oh, I, I've seen that come up. I well, haven't... don't watch it. I looked it up on IMDb. Do you know what the IMDb rating is out of 10? 2.6 out of 10. That's not, that's not great. And they paid Bruce Willis a lot of money to be in it. I don't understand. The reviews so were no, so um... bad. So it's it's no it's no fifth element or uh No. Lilu Dallas Multipass. Whatever that show where he was jumping around in time with Joseph Gordon Levitt or whatever. That's twelve monkeys. Is that twelve monkeys? Was Joseph Gordon No, there was one where he's Josh Joseph Gordon Levitt. Anyway, Bruce Willis is traveling around in time and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's whatever. gotta be twelve monkeys. Unless he's done that a couple uh, of times. You never you never It know. wasn't twelve monkeys, so Anyway, because, yeah, Josh Gordon-Levitt or Joseph Gordon-Levitt, he wouldn't have even been on Third Rock from the Sun at that time. Yeah, you're right. Holy crap. Now I feel old. Well, anyway, Pat. Yes. So, so the Tomorrow future War. War. The Tomorrow War. You want me to tell you about this? Or I do. You want me to hold I'm off? Because we look at this, you know, my wife and I are, you know, like, what are we watching? She saw, she saw it to begin with and said, no, I don't think so. You know, like, like when she just saw like the first second and like, yeah, I can understand why that wouldn't appeal to you. But, you know, then I start watching it and the, the beginning is kind of interesting. You know, it kind of goes into the backstory and how the people come back and there's a problem in the future. You got to help us fight these aliens or, or whatever, whatever they are. So basically, Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt, uh -huh. yeah, I guess Chris. Yeah. So he, he basically he's a former special forces guy. So he's in pretty good shape, and um, basically they say we're going to send you to boot camp, but there's no more like physical training or anything. You know, you don't. We're not going to do any of that. You can still be fat and out of shape and whatever, and you have to be basically over forty because otherwise, or have have died in the interim because otherwise there'll be some time problems. I'll just put it that way. So basically, they send all these people into the future with no, you know, all out of shape and just with no 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 rifle training or anything. To fight these aliens, which, which was kind of the first, the first problem, you know. So then you, they go back to the, the future, and they say there's five hundred thousand people left in the world to fight these aliens, right? And this, this is a big, big spoiler, but, but Chris Pratt's daughter, when he goes to the future, is grown up, and she's basically some sort of big scientist, and yeah, I don't know, she's basically the the head, the head woman in charge, I guess, of researching these aliens. So she reveals that there's 500,000 people left in, in the world. Yet, when Chris Pratt, when they jump in, they've got to send these uh, fighter planes to, to blow everything up for some reason. So they send, they send five, five F-22s, five F-22 planes to, to basically blow up Miami, which apparently Miami's skyscrapers are still, still standing for some, for some reason. And I'm thinking, how in the world does do 500,000 people have the resources to resupply five F-22 fighters? They've got they've got well-trained fighter pilots. They've got bombs for these things. They've got just everything you would need for, you know, you could believe it if they were flying warthogs or something around. But you know what I'm saying? I yeah. felt like this was a real a real problem. And and all I had written down was F-22 resupplies, <laughs> as you can as you can see. I so do. that was. That was that was my first 
one of my first problems with this, with this movie. The second problem is Chris Pratt's daughter, when she's a little girl, her hair, she's got dark hair, right? And, and generally when you get older, your hair gets, you know, at least until it gets gray or something, it gets, it gets darker, not lighter. But in the future, his daughter is, blo is blonde, very much blonde. So what I'm thinking is she's dyeing her hair but with 500,000 people in the, in the future, how do they, how are they prioritizing hair dye as one of their essential things they need to, they to get to done? They have to up a hair dye uh, factory. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. And maybe, you know, maybe she had something to do with that and she stayed on the job a little bit more rather than figuring out how to, how to dye her hair. Yeah. Cause you know, look, she had, she has nice looking hair. I'll, I'll give her that. But you know, was that really uh that really your issue yeah they could have you know done a better job picking the child actress maybe you know there's another <laughs> that, that's there's another movie that the inner i think netflix has been telling me to watch with liam neeson this ice trucker movie oh i something. thought we were gonna go somewhere else with this but i asked the internet about this it has i don't know the imdb rating but it's not good but the complaint was the movie has two semi trucks in it Supposed to only be two, but there's like five different trucks that all look different because they didn't use the same one for all the filming. Mm. They paid to have Liam Neeson in their film, but they couldn't pay to hire the same truck for the whole movie. This is yeah, a lot well, like you know, your girl brought... with the brown colored hair. I mean, I'm sure nobody else meant no, nobody else noticed that, and that's by far not the biggest problems with that movie. <laughs> it was. On the on the believability scale, I'd say, say, you know, somewhere late in the Terminator series, it was roughly on that scale. It was like Terminator One is like, okay, it comes back, yada yada yada. Who knows what happens? It's kind of vague. This one, you could just see the the fundamental problems with it, and I, I don't know. I, I would I would still give it a, a watch. It okay. Yeah, I didn't I didn't feel like I'd totally wasted my time. I, I enjoyed it. But wasn't wasn't totally sold. Kind of like not totally sold. Kind of like didn't I, totally waste your time. These are right. Yep. I'm gonna I'm kind gonna of, watch it like, now for sure. Kind of like when I saw Star Wars Eight, I thought, well, I enjoyed that movie, but it left kind of a bad taste in my mouth too. You know what I'm? I Which enjoyed it when I was watching one? it, but what's the? It's the one before nine. I know, I know, but I'm. And the last one was pretty terrible. Yeah. So, <laughs> but the Mandalorian is fantastic. I haven't seen oh, that. Oh, so. you're gonna have fun! It's fantastic. See, see, the thing is, I feel like if we get Disney Plus, then I, have, you know, I have children, and they won't probably won't let me get rid of it. Yeah. So, so that's that's the debate here, not not whether I want to watch it or not. You know, when you mentioned Liam Neeson, though, did you see Honest Thief? No. Because that was also a no. But I've seen the 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 title, so I'm. It must be available somewhere. I, I'd say that was like slightly less good than um, than Tomorrow War or what, whatever it was called. Okay. <laughs> and then Future War, because because you know spoiler or whatever, he's trying to basically clear his name and you know, get them to go easy on him for some stealing some stuff, which I thought was kind of ridiculous anyway. <laughs> but during the process, he blows this person's house up. And they make no big deal about it. They're just like, well, we'll probably go easy on you for the bank robbery. Like, pretty sure if you blow up somebody's house up, you're on the, uh, you know, terror alert list. Yeah, and you're can't going be to good. Go on, 
Guantanamo or something. I don't so. do a good job picking out movies to watch because I, you know, I, I sit down, I look at the TV and they say, well, you've got to watch this for two hours. And I say, well, why don't I just pick a TV show where I might only, I can kick out after 20, 20 or 40 minutes and, and then I'll end up watching <laughs> three or four episodes and it's more than two hours anyway, but I have the option, you know, I don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what, we'll 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 go through this pretty fast because we want to get to our, our projects. Obviously, we're we've been we've been on the air for a while, but I will say we 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 both watched at least part of Clarkson Farm. Yes, pretty good. I would I would I would recommend. That's a that's a do watch. I yeah, would say. Clarkson's Farm is fantastic. I missed the first two or three episodes. I, I I sat down and watched it with people as it was already. Yeah, he he's he's in Jeremy Clarkson's entertaining as ever and. You know, really shows how you know just the technology and the coordination and everything that it just portrays farming as maybe a bit more difficult, quite a bit more interesting than than perhaps average person would would perceive it of. You say that's, that's yeah, accurate, that's very accurate. He has a lot of problems. They're problems that can be solved, but they're difficult, and timing is difficult, and weather is difficult, and the technology is is amazing yeah. too. Just the, I mean, it's. Really, really cool. It was a, a good role for him, and just just generally. Have um, Have you seen James May's cooking show on Amazon? Oh, cook! I have I believe not. It's called. Is it good? It's good. It's good. Yeah, I was comparing it kind of to Clarkson's Farm because Clarkson's Farm. I'm never going to be a farmer. I'm never going to be on a farm. I'm never going to be doing farming work. It's interesting to. See. I mean, he's basically screwing things up like he does on Top Gear all the time, right? It's a Basically, yeah. But on the cooking show, James May, there's a, it's a tutorial. You have to learn to cook the thing he's cooking. So there's a, he's imparting knowledge. It's a very different type oh, of a show than Top that is, Gear. That is different. But he has well, a home economist. You know, she lives in his pantry. And when he screws up and he can't figure something out, she comes out of the closet and helps him cook. She's a professional. I'm going to see if Nikki, the home economist who I keep in this cupboard, has any tarragon. Really? That sounds interesting. Yeah, well, you know, I'm never I'm never gonna be a cook. No. No, but I have a kitchen. I don't have a garden or a farm out back. But you can well, hear um, a rooster from my backyard in the morning. Well I guess you live in Texas, it's right? True. So that's, uh... that's true. There's a there's a horse farm ranch thing across the across the little creek here over this way. Okay. Well, well, Pat. Yes. One last question: the what we are watching section. Uh oh. Have you seen the head yet? This is for the same reason that I haven't watched a movie. I sit down and I see it's telling me I'm I'm halfway through episode four or something, and I look at it and I think I have to remember a lot of things from the other episodes. And this this show is serious business. This is not they're not screwing around here. And I feel like this is pretty heavy. I don't know if I should watch this right now and i end up watching something else well i just wanted to you know ask you that because obviously your uh email address is the head at pat's head and i'm still so. waiting to figure out if that show is about me i do i like the scenery and it's about um being in antarctica over over the winter i think or something yep. so it's it's kind of cool because it's just so so foreign to me i think you have more projects than i do jeremy right now other than my friend bender up here Fern Bender. Yeah, actually, I've uh, I've got a lot of projects I'm excited about. To be honest, I got one done uh, fairly recently. Put it, put it. Uh, well, it's not lighting up now for some reason. I don't know if uh, 
could be a bad thing. I'm gonna unplug it because I had this plugged into my USB. Oh, you know what? I know why it's not lighting up. All right, so first things first. So recently I've been making all these printed circuit boards and I decided to make a kind of like a, I don't know, what do you call that? Shadow, shadow board for I'll it? I'll call it shadow, a shadow, shadow box. box. I'll believe that. It's It's got all, all my, you know, former PCBs all on there. All your it's successes kind of a, and failures. All my successes and failures. So it's kind of like a hall of shame and and fame. I think I had that on the on the model when I first first did it. So it's got all kinds of stuff on it. And on the top here, well, I guess this is the top. I've got some um, some lasers, not lasers, some programmable LEDs on it. And an ESP A two six six is one of the uh, one of the PCBs that I didn't make this. I didn't make this obviously this WeMOS D one Mini. Yep. But it controls it controls the um, the lighting on it, so it's kind of like a it's got like a backlight on it at, at all times. You can hide the, the not, Wi-Fi controller in plain sight; nobody will suspect anything. Yeah, exactly. So that's been a really I, I thought that was a really cool project. And now that I think about it, the reason that it's off is that it uses something called WLED, which is a LED controller. And at nine o'clock, I've got it programmed to, to turn itself oh, off. Oh no! So, so did it. Exactly what it's supposed but to Jeremy, do. But Jeremy, it's still eight o'clock. Yeah, if you, yeah, nine o'clock on the Eastern time <laughs> of the U.S., which is where I, where I live. But but yeah, so it turned itself off. But basically, it just it can shine all kinds of different light patterns on my on my PCBs and everything. It's 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 really cool. And my understanding is, I believe you can integrate with this with Home Assistant, and thus with any sort of uh, cloud free stuff or anything else, and it can all go together. My, mine doesn't currently. Says I just, it's a shadow box of fame and flames. Fame and flames. Well, I don't know how many of your PCBs think there's catch many, fire. You know that that's a good good way to put it. But I have. Uh, I don't think any of them have been on fire. Now that I think about it, they've all been burned with solder. So it's, it's a fame, fame and smoke. I've had a few PCBs so. go up in very spectacular flames, but it's usually not. It's never one that I've made myself okay yeah so that's that's been neat though because it's you know i just feel like you know you make these pcbs and they really are beautiful whether whether they work or not and i would say i would say most of mine work and on some on some level but even if they don't i mean i think they're just a beautiful display piece and kind of a part of my part of my little history i guess so i i would whether you do one like i did or which i put a video up on that recently or you do something else, I would say definitely, definitely save your PCBs and show them off for, for yourself or Absolutely. anyone else, anyone else that'll listen. I've been wanting to save the first spoil board off of my CNC machine and hang it on the wall. Cause it has, there's so much history of all the first things I've done with the, you know, the, you know, when your end mills go past the, leave a little yeah, yeah. impression of your all over. The Not a bad, that's, it's not a bad idea. I do feel like PCBs are they're small enough, mm -hmm. and they're not dirty, if that makes any sense. So I do feel like they're they're a nice a nice format to preserve. Yeah. in a shadow box, if that makes any sense. But that's, Brian says that if your okay. uh, PCBs haven't caught on fire, you're not trying hard enough. You know, once a month I try to write a blog post about the things that don't qualify for a whole blog post, but, you know, a couple of paragraphs about each of the things I'm working on. And I realized I have a whole right. bunch of stuff that's just not 
not come to a fruition. Everything's just 20, 30% of the way there. I've been spending a lot of time yeah. doing video stuff and not hacking things. Oh, that's okay. Well, did you see that that meme meme that's been going around, right? At least I saw it in a couple of places, but it was some soccer player. It said something like projects I'm working on and then it had some guy behind him grabbing his jersey and it said new projects that I need to start. Yes. And it's, yes. it's so true. So I think that's, I, will, I, I think, you know, I work for myself. So I, I do these projects somewhat for, for income and somewhat just for entertainment. But I do feel like, you know, working for somebody else when I did, at least when you work for somebody else, if you get bored with your project, you still have to do it. Yeah. Or, you, you know, you, then you get in, then you get in trouble. <laughs> See, I didn't want to do that. I let Joe do it. Uh, yeah, you know, I'll do it some other time, yeah. maybe if I get to it. Well, I'm excited about that other project you're working on, but I don't know if you were going to talk about that today. Oh, I am going to I am going to talk oh, about thank it. Thank you for I'm thank so you for excited. introducing it. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited too. In fact, it's it's well, here, I'll I'll just go ahead and put it out there on camera for sure. a second. It's a it's basically it's go, it's going to be a like a rotary shortcut keyboard. So, so it's a and I've got a hook I've heard these called macro pads, and I've heard them called macro pads. And it's like right. a stream deck. That's a proprietary. So one. it's it's still still a bit of work in work in progress. But basically, what I'm going to have is five keyboard keys. I'm still waiting for those for those to get in from China, and then I'm also going to have this. Well, I do have this encoder on it. That you see, it'll work. It goes one way or the other. Oh, and it does um, it have a screen on it? Well, see, that's that's the interesting thing. So, so basically my idea was that I would have five keys and then this, this rotary encoder to do volume or maybe scroll or, you know, maybe depending on the application runs off a, um, Arduino or a, not an Arduino, but a at 80 mega pro micro board. Um, so it's, it can be used as a user interface, like a extra keyboard basically. Mm -hmm. Um, and on the bottom, I've got a laser cut bottom for it. The thing, the other thing I wanted to do with this. Was I decided that I would I would break out some of the I/O. So then I thought, well, I could break out the I2C pins, and then I thought, well, I could put a little display on it. So this is this was kind of like a um, honestly, this was a bit of an afterthought, but I think it's one of the coolest parts of this project. Yep. If I spin this, it goes back and forth, and if I press down on this or use this, it does it varies the volume. But I don't want to do that right now because I'm, you know, we're, we're on a dreaming. podcast. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. Where? How so, much do the uh, cherries? I'm assuming they're cherry switches or knockoff cherry switches that your key switches that you're. Well, using. these these are this switch is even more of a knockoff. I, I I purchased some cherry cherry switches that are in route right now from you, I, I, who knows where China. You know, do I guess. you know where to get cheap cherry switches in two days? Well, let me tell you where I got this switch. How I, about I'd that? like to because hear. I guarantee because I had a brilliant I idea. I thought two days ago. Let me let me show you where I got it. Let me just see if I've got it in the sure. closet. So just a second. What we're learning is is the things in Jeremy's closet are cheaper than on Amazon because they're already in his closet. But I'm not going to tell him that the extra keyboard that I have is a $150 keyboard, so we don't want to take it apart. Okay. Yes. It's not in my closet. I think it's in the garage. You already had a keyboard. I already had a keyboard. I hacked it up and... That's really a pain to soldering those, though. Oh, so I only got one one keyboard out of it. I what I saw the other day was a uh, was eighteen dollars for an eighty seven key ten keyless keyboard with 
hot swappable cherry switches, so you just pull them out. No soldering. Just really. Whoop. Yep. Oh man, I should have asked you before I and ordered. They go on sale, know. and they're only twenty five bucks when they're not on sale. It's not an expense. These are cheap keyboards anyway. But oh, that's awesome. Well, I, f I feel bad that I uh, pumped up this like well, or I got them. <laughs> well, and yours I, were cheaper because like you had them already. You know, if I took the value of my time, yeah. I don't know what seventeen dollars for eighty seven keys. I don't know what that works out to per key. But you can get them in just about any color cherry switch you want. You probably want quiet ones for a stream not not these uh i don't know you know i i think the ones i ordered were kind of loud but i hadn't even thought about streaming so yeah i was thinking more for like KiCad and other stuff like that but, but yeah yeah streaming is good too oh and it's got um you know it's got ws2812 leds on it so one of them doesn't seem to work correctly and I actually, I wanted to ask you about this. Have you ever tried to hand solder these? No, but I saw this in your notes. And I was going to tell you that uh, my friend who designed our board with the the two millimeter NeoPixels, the smaller yeah. ones, he was really concerned about where we got the PCBs manufactured because you have to dry, you have to heat the, you're, before you put them in the oven, the reflow oven, you're supposed to heat them to a certain temperature, like for two days or something. I don't even, I don't remember the specifics, but it was complicated. You had to dry them out or else they would, you know, they would fail within a few weeks of use if you just throw them in a reflow oven. So I don't really, but I don't, I don't, I don't know the details. I don't know. If he's listening, he's I guess probably what I'm sending me a message right now to tell me this. Well, if he knows how to hand solder them with like an actual, actual solder and an iron, that would be. I'd love to know that. I bet that. you need hot but air. Once I get this developed, I'm thinking that I'll probably sell it on Tindy. And if I sell it, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to solder these up myself, I don't think. But, you know, I could sell them as a kit. And the problem with the kit is these um, WS2812B LEDs, if you can't if you can't attach them with a soldering iron, then you know, that's that's a big barrier to entry. Yeah, and if, and you, know, you know what I mean? The average person who can... Who says yes? I know how to solder, but they only barely know how to solder. They're not going to be able to. They're not going to be able to solder those. I know a lot right. of people that can so, solder I mean, I, that would not even try that. Yeah, so I mean, I guess the alternative is either I I solder them up myself with a hot hot iron, which yep. which isn't. Or you have PCB. Maybe way to maybe do not it. out of the. Yeah, yeah, I could do. And this is uh, I should I should mention you know they they actually sponsored me for this. Uh, oh, awesome. I guess they'll sponsor me for the upcoming videos. So that's. So they got me the PCBs for free, and they got the um, it was like their matte black coating, which I think looks just fantastic. Yep. So, you know, I'll probably you'll probably hear me plug that some in the next. I'm excited. Uh, next I'm really excited. I've been so. wanting a stream deck, but not the ones that you can buy. Like they sell them with little with little displays on each button for about 150 bucks. Oh yeah, and it's cool. But I want knobs. I want at least one knob for adjusting volume or something and i thought by now yeah. with how much podcasting and streaming we've been doing that i would know what i want on a stream deck or a macro keyboard for this but then we started using riverside and we don't use obs and i don't use any anything because it does mm. everything for me so now i don't okay. even know what to do with one well yeah i'm sure uh i'm sure i could get you one for a good price and you know i want one you'll uh maybe you could let let me know what you want on it or, you know, for, I guess for that matter, you're, 
you're competent enough to probably put what you want. Well, I hope so. so. It's funny. It's this is not my first uh, first time doing a Mac or whatever keyboard. You know, I had this that I designed. Anyway, so this one was this one was cool, but you know, making it with the PCB is much better and much more repeatable. Yep. In my opinion, you're correct. At least. I guess those are the two big projects, and it, I guess it's funny. Like, like I found, yeah, you know, some. I was I was doing some doing something for Tindy, and I I, I saw like a macro keyboard. Like, well, that's kind of cool, but I wish I had a rotary encoder on and it. And now it does. And then I saw somebody else. That, yeah, exactly. So, and I saw somebody else that made one with two rotary encoders. That's like that looks pretty cool too. So I've definitely seen. I've definitely got some gotten some inspiration from several different places, so it's kind of cool to be able to, you know, be inspired and and make what you want. Maybe maybe other. I was thinking about trying too. some so. of those uh, slide potentiometers, like you see on a, like you see on a big audio soundboard at the, you know, that maybe that's in the '80s for all I know. But you know, with all those yeah, sliders. no, no, I, I've I've got some in my uh, parts bin actually, but I think the problem with that, I, I, I'm sure there's a way to get around it, but the the problem is generally it has like discrete a computer has discrete like you say turn it up turn it up turn yeah. it up and then coder can can do the turn it up turn it up turn it up whereas the slide potentiometer you know it turns yeah, it down it can't just turns be it a up. keyboard key it needs to be right more complicated yeah i it's just it's hard to get this zero in there the, the one thing i the one way maybe you could get around that i mean there's probably lots of ways you could get around it but you know perhaps when it gets to zero you just Hit it down, 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 a lot, I guess. But yeah, you would have know. to keep track of where. Yeah, it's it's a it's a tougher problem than maybe. Yeah, mine would I'm never not... be a product because I would have it interface over Wi-Fi or serial or something, and have a little demon on the computer to keep to, you know, to answer those. Yeah, you know, so the little thing yeah. would say, "Patches set the volume to sixty percent." It would just put it at sixty percent. You know the magic so i don't know i'm I'm excited about this whether it's um becomes a I'm successful product it. or it's just something well, you're you. welcome oh you know i whatever happens to it i'm excited to see where it goes whether that be my uh just for me or for, for lots of people i guess we'll just have to see yep yeah and i think we've done a pretty good job we, yeah toby says so my yeah, audio we cuts out every few minutes for a few sec for about a half a second i wonder if it's just on hmm. the stream or if it's We'll find out. Find out next yeah. time on yeah, not this next time, time when it's not <laughs> find live. Out this time and uh, not live. So, so Jeremy, yeah, where so can I guess, we find I guess you? Kind what of, have you been publishing to the? So yeah, I guess you can find me. Um, JeremySCook.com is my website. You can find me on on YouTube, Jeremy S. Cook. You know, search that or on Twitter at Jeremy S. Cook. So pretty much. Pretty much Jeremy S. Cook is gonna get you to something that I've I've written. Now what about you, Pat? Where can we find where can we well, find you? I'm not too worried about you finding me where you usually find me, but we've been filming every filming. The first Tuesday of every month, we're live streaming the filming of episodes of the Butter What show on the Butter What YouTube channel. Right. We're up to we and, have and more your, than ten episodes is... published now. We've been doing one a week. Nice. And I think we've done four live streams so far. I'm I'm pretty excited. Next week, we're publishing the episode where uh, Tommy Trebuchet shows us a video of Alligator Mike almost getting it from an alligator. Get it, he loses his bucket. It's terrifying and hysterical. It's mm. awesome. 
Yeah. So check that out. I'm sure we can put a link to that in the description as well. Um, and your tagline was, is butter what like Jabba the Hutt, That's, right? I like that. I enjoy that that rhymes. Yeah. But it's just butter what because we like butter. And anything you put butter on is better than without it. Usually. Yeah. I would I would say that's usually. Yeah, there's not a lot of things you so. shouldn't put butter on. Maybe maybe tacos. Maybe not though. If you want to try that, I'm sure you can uh you can ping ping pat it, butter what? Yeah. <laughs> if you want. So um so yeah, well Pat, thanks uh thanks so much for joining us and uh thank you for joining you know, us, Jeremy. I, and thank the audience for uh Thank you. for uh watching us. I think we've done a oh, yeah. and reasonable thank you. job, thanks, I hope. Thanks to Toby and Kenny for, for calling in. That was yeah. always appreciated. Toby, that was everything you said was so. so sweet. And you really do have an awesome 3D printed case. Everybody should check it. It's the MK735 because it holds seven three and a half inch hard drives. Ooh. It's a tall boy. And uh and and Kenny's uh Kenny's stuff is cloud free because it's cloud it's free. free. Of the I cloud. think it's cloudfree.shop, cloud right? right? Right, Pat. Yep. Wow, I just called you Pen. I don't know why. That's okay. Yeah, that's a new one. It's not a big... And do you know, on our live stream and in an episode, I said there was a 3D printed thing, and I said it was at 3dcult.com, but it's plural. It's cults. Don't put the wrong one in. It's not 3D printed. It's not safe for work, and it's not 3D printing. Yeah. Be very careful what you say. uh, That's kind of what I'm saying. You've got to read read all the letters. You know, Hotbot, that um, search engine back yeah. in the day. I tried to put Hotbot in, but I, I I accidentally put in Hot Hot Bat. That is not the same. That is not the it's same website. It's probably not the same website. It might might be different now, but I don't, I'm not going to try again. <laughs> I'm typing in Hot Bat just so. Nope, it's not, it's a poorly, it's a bad gateway. Bad Nginx configuration. Oh, okay, You're good. Safe. You can go there now. Okay, good, I guess. But, uh. You, all right, now you know. You, now you know, and you guys all have a good uh, evening. Is it evening still? Yeah, it's dark out there. Depends where you are. <laughs>